You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Tim McMaster here, joined by Blue Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm this week. And it's mid-January, Gregor, and it's a time of the year as far as the baseball calendar goes that the news tends to slow down a little bit. So instead of covering the the breaking Blue Jays news that there's not a lot of right now, we're going to look ahead to the 2016 season, make some bold predictions as far as this team goes and and as far as some of the players on this team go. So I'm going to throw out the prediction and then you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Let me know why you think that. So our bold prediction number one is that Josh Donaldson will hit 40 home runs again. Well, that's one I think I would agree with that one. Um, you know, he'll definitely be in that range. He'll be in that 35 uh, to low 40 range. Uh, so I think a 40 home run tally for him. Uh, wouldn't be that wouldn't be that uh, surprising to me. I, I think that that ballpark is just built for him, uh, especially with that lineup the Jays have coming back for at least another year. He's got all kinds of protection in there. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that he will have, you know, barring health, he'll have another, uh, you know, MVP caliber season like he did in 2015. I was going to say a bolder prediction would be that he would win back-to-back MVPs. That would really be going out there. And you, but you think he'll at least be in the discussion? So. Good to know. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, even going back to, to Oakland, I mean, this is a guy who finished top 10 in MVP voting uh, his final two years in Oakland, and I think he's going to get even more attention uh, in Toronto, as evidenced by the way things went in 2015. And I think you can expect more of the same in 2016. It would it'd be, it'd be tough to, to hold off uh, Mike Trout for, for yet another year, uh, but I think at the very least he'll be in that conversation, and I think the home run tally will, will be one of the reasons why. All right, we're going to stick with that explosive offense in Toronto. Bold prediction number two, the Blue Jays will have three batters drive in 100 runs. Yeah, I think so on that one as well. And I think you're going to see a bit of a repeat performance in 2016 uh, from the core of that lineup. I mean, especially when you're looking at guys like Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion uh, entering the final years of their their contract. Uh, you know, the motivation is at an all-time high for this group. Uh, personally, and then also team-wise, because this could be the last uh, shot for this current core. So I think that's a good recipe for success when you have uh, that many highly motivated guys and the number of pieces in there. There's going to be a lot of guys on base and a lot of runs to drive in. Yeah, Donaldson, Batista, and Encarnacion all did it in 2015. So by bold, I guess we're basically hoping that they all stay healthy, because if those three guys are healthy in the middle of that lineup, you would think they're all going to drive in. 100 RBIs. All right, we're going to move over to the pitching side a little bit here. And bold prediction number three, Marcus Stroman will make 30 starts. I think that's a, that's a safe one as well. Uh, you know, I think the the you know the real question there is how effective those 30 starts are going to be. Uh, you know, but I, I think this will be the finally the year that that Stroman uh, comes through with a full season. And I guess say finally because it seems like he's been around for a long time now, but in reality he's only been around for two seasons, hasn't pitched a full season yet. I think this will be the year that he does it. Uh, the question will be the quality of those innings, and the Jays need him to step up as an ace. Uh, they need him to eat those innings in those 30 starts, but they also need them to be effective, and, that, and that's where the question mark's going to be, I think. Now I almost went uh, with kind of that same prediction, but I almost went a little different direction and said Marcus Stroman will win 15 games, which I think speaks to what you were mentioning about the quality. Yeah, exactly. And that, that that's going to be a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I would probably, you know, if I were going to make a bold prediction, I would probably go, I would probably take the under on that, um, just simply because 
you know, I think that the popular vote right now would be that he's probably going to be over that tally. So I think I would go against the norm a little bit. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's also, you know, I think one important thing to, rem- to remember here is that, you know, Stroman is still pretty very inexperienced guy. And, you know, we've seen, you know, time and time again with the Blue Jays in particular, guys like Drew Hutchison who come in as the opening day starter, lots of high expectations. A lot of times it doesn't really work out. I think Stroman will be just fine whether or not he can get to that 15-win tally and really, you know, solidify himself as one of the game's, you know, best pitchers in the American League East. That might be a tall order for a guy uh, who has yet to throw a full season. Stroman could be kind of a piece as far as this next bold prediction goes as well, or or one of the guys they'll need to step up. But the next bold prediction is a Blue Jays pitcher will throw 200 innings. Yeah, I think that's safe because I, I think that R.A. Dickey uh, is in position to do that again. In fact, I think he's probably the only one on the staff right now uh, who would be in that position uh, to do the 200 innings. I, I think Stroman, uh, in the end, will ultimately fall just short of that. I think he'll be in the mix, and I think you know other guys will be there as well, whether it's a Marco uh, Estrada or, or someone or a Jay Happ. Uh, I think you're probably looking more in like the 180 range for those guys. Uh, I think R.A. Dickey is the one pure uh, workhorse left that's on that staff, obviously with Mark Burley uh, having parted ways with the organization. And I think it's, it's realistic to expect that Dickey will get back there again, uh, probably right in that low 200 range, uh, because when the bullpen needs some rest, he's the guy who often goes out and gets it done. And, and the fact that he throws a knuckleball uh, you know, puts himself in a little bit of better position to do that. So uh, I think he's probably got one more uh, 200 se- inning season left in him, and, and I think he'll be in 2016. All right, moving on, we get on the uh, defensive side of things. A Blue Jay will win a gold glove. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh, and, you know, I think if it's going to be someone, it will probably be Kevin Pillar. You know, uh, Kiermaier uh, took it away from him in 2015. Uh, but Pillar certainly has that ability. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people up in Toronto felt that he was deserving of, of that gold glove. And, uh, you know, I think Kiermaier and, and Pillar will, will battle it out uh, again in, in, in 2016. And, and I think the big thing for Pillar is just going to be able to, for him to be staying healthy because, uh, you know, he plays an all-out style of baseball on that hard turf. It can be very difficult, especially when you're slamming down on that concrete to stay healthy. He was able to do it in 2015, uh, but it's a reckless style of baseball. It's fun to watch, uh, but it could lead to injuries in 2016. All right, and our final bold prediction is kind of the, the broad one. The Blue Jays will win 92 games. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I would take the under on that. Um, I, I think they're going to be in that range, uh, I, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhere, uh, you know, in the high 80s and just missing out uh, slightly on that total. I think the big push is going to come from the Red Sox, and I think this is going to be a division that's really going to be uh, back and forth for much of the year. I do expect the Blue Jays uh, to make the postseason, uh, but it might be a situation where they have to win a wild card game to get in there, and I think that's going to be back and forth between the Red Sox all the way through. I would take the under on that. Uh, but I think they are going to be very, very close. What do you think the the needed win total is to get to the playoffs, not to win the division, but in the American League 2016, if you had to guess, how many wins will it take to make it to October? I think you're right right in that 90 range um, would be right around where it would take. I mean, it it really is going to depend on it. It does seem like there's a lot of parity across the American League uh, going into next year, so that, that could bode well for a low win total. Uh, securing a wild card spot, but 
you know, I think going in the AL East, the bare minimum you got to be thinking is you got to be looking at a 91 season uh, in order to, to try and contend, and a uh, good chance you're going to need a few more wins on top of that in order to take the division. All right, great stuff as far as the bold predictions go. Let's touch on a few newsworthy things as far as the Blue Jays go here in the last week, um, starting with on, on Wednesday, the Blue Jays hire Gil Kim as their new director of player development. Uh, talk about Kim, what you know about him, Gregor, and how he fits into that front office. Yeah, Kim coming from the, the Rangers organization, uh, you know, really uh, drew a lot of praise for his work, uh, you know, with the international side. Uh, of the Rangers uh, organization. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that the Blue Jays are really putting a strong emphasis on since Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins came over as they really want to uh, expand the international reach that the, the Blue Jays have. And I think they really want to explore uh, doing international signings and really developing some of those players. It's something the organization has gotten away from a little bit over the last few years. We've seen some signings like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, but I think more than anything, this is you know evident of, of the push that the entire organization is trying to make uh, to have that more of an emphasis than it has been in the past. And, and Kim comes from uh, you know an organization that drew a lot of uh, you know praise for that. I think he's going to bring some of that insight in, into the Jays, and, and you know he's a guy who uh, you know by all accounts has, has you know garnered a, a very strong reputation across the game. Uh, someone who has experience in the game. He's a young guy, um, but I think he's going to come in and. Uh, you know, really provide, uh, you know, a different type of insight uh, for that player development, uh, especially with with an emphasis uh, on, on continuing to gather intel on the international side. On the last podcast, we talked about what the Blue Jays still had left to do this offseason, and really it was bullpen, needing to add to that bullpen. And they've gone out and, and really made a classic baseball trade when you talk about one major leaguer for another major leaguer. They send Ben Revere out, they get Drew Storen in return. Where do you think Storen fits into that bullpen? Because he here's a guy who's had good success as a closer in his career, but he's also had those slip-ups that I think kind of wore on him in Washington. So where do you think he fits into the Jays' bullpen? I think he's going to end up as the closer. Uh, you know, I really do. And I, and I think, you know, the, the really interesting thing about this offseason is, you know, a week ago we were talking about how it just didn't make a whole lot of sense that the Blue Jays had, uh, you know, Ben Revere and Michael Saunders, you know, making close to $10 million in left field. Something had to give there. The Blue Jays was the one area where they had uh, some depth to deal. So you deal Revere uh, and you fill that bullpen spot and, I think right now what it really does for the Blue Jays is it gives them a lot of options. They've got some very difficult decisions coming up in the next month or so uh, on Roberto Osuna and Aaron Sanchez. I mean, these are two guys that if you begin the year with them as relievers again this year, it really uh, has a negative impact on their, their potential future as, as starting pitchers. If you want them as starting pitchers in your system, it's a decision that really has to be made this year uh, because there's going to be some long-term uh, you know, impact from that. So. Having Storen, I think, at least gives the Blue Jays an option to move one of those guys, probably Aaron Sanchez, uh, look at him as a starter in spring training. Uh, and then, you know, it does that with not taking away too much depth in the bullpen because now you have uh, Storen uh, with either Osuna or Sanchez along with a guy like Brett Cecil. You've still got some necessary depth down there. So it's actually a move that helps the bullpen uh, and the rotation all in once. And it's, it's the type of flexibility that this team has been looking for uh, for the last several months and really seems to be a trade that uh, works well for both teams, fills a need uh, by giving up uh, an area of strength to fill an area of weakness. That will do it for another MLB.com Extras podcast, our Blue Jays edition. Gregor, thanks a lot for joining in. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.